Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. I'm very happy to welcome June Edward here. And she is a psychic, and we're going to get to know her and what she's all about. So let's kick this off right. Tell us more about yourself. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, wonderful. So I'm actually a psychic medium, which is a little bit different. Everyone has psychic abilities, but everyone does not necessarily have mediumship abilities. And the reason for that is that um, there are a lot of people that are trained psychically and you don't use it for good. And the souls and angels on the other side are not going to work with you in mediumship if you don't have a good heart and not in for the right reasons. Very simple. Everyone has psychic ability. And for the most part, the majority of people do have mediumship abilities. And you're an author as well? I'm an author. I'm a teacher of the Relationship Mastery Program, which helps people learn how energy works, helps them get in touch with their soul so that they're making decisions from their soul and not their head, and helps them be able to look at their life from a higher perspective. So it's a little bit different because if it's a relationship situation, I only work with one person in the relationship. There's always a leader and a follower. Mm -hmm. And the leader is the one that the universe has contact me. It's just how it happens. And it only takes one person to make or break a situation because for every action, there's an equal or greater reaction. So when you change, everything around you changes. And when you understand why things are happening in your life, how to get in touch with your soul and how to work with the angels on the other side, your life becomes absolutely amazing. So what exactly do you do? How do you, how does it start off? Uh, people usually contact me because they're in crisis in their life for some reason or another. And, you know, divorce, breakups, that's a major crisis. You're going to lose your family, your home, your job, things like that. Or people that have just gotten out of difficult situations. I've had people contact me that were just out of prison um, or going through midlife crisis, all kinds of different things. And I help them to understand why things are happening in their life because nothing's random we chose this life before we came here we designed it just like if you were going to make your own monopoly game same thing and you chose your parents you chose your children you chose the people you were going to interact with my new book is um all's fair and love and karma because again we come through with karma from lifetime to lifetime that we create if we continue to create it and we owe other people that you know that we owe karma to and those are a lot of the people that we come through with so a great example would be if your wife cheated on you oh my god i'm devastated it hurts why is it happening well there's a good possibility in a past life that you're in a relationship situation and you cheated on her so now you need to feel and know what it's all about it's very rare that someone's doing it and it has um, not been a karmic situation. It's because in this lifetime, they wanted to feel what it's all about. That's rather rare, but it's possible. So there's always a reason why we get into the relationships we get into. And I found that there are actually five soul lessons that we're all here to learn. That's the reason we get into the relationships, because we learn faster on this side than we do on the other side. And we learn faster yet within the relationships. If you think about it, when somebody's by themselves, right, what are they doing? They're just hanging out, biding their time, 
watching TV, when you're in a relationship with someone, no matter and whoever it is, whether it's a friendship or a work relationship, but you're being challenged more, right? Mm-hmm. This is why you learn your lessons here faster. And the first lesson that every, well, I don't say everybody, some people come through knowing some of the lessons and have to learn a few of them, but each lesson reinforces the next. So self-worth is a big one. Most people do not understand their self-worth. And your self-worth is more than the value that other people place on you. It's understanding that you're a -a one-of-a-kind original. You know, God thought you were that important to put you on this earth for some reason. So you have, you know, you have self-worth. And it's not narcissistic and it's not um, selfish to put yourself first. It's where everything else comes from. If you can't be good to yourself, you can't be good to anybody else. It's that simple. And then we have money and balance. Everything in the universe has to stay in balance. You have the yin and the yang. You have left and right. You have night and day. Everything has to be in balance. And the way we learn it as human beings here is with money. Money is energy. That's why it's called currency. Everything's Mm. energy. So everything has to be an equal exchange. If you are going out to buy, you know, a hundred thousand dollar automobile, you're getting a hundred thousand automobile back for that money. It's an even exchange. If you're only getting a clunker that's worth five thousand, you're not going to pay a hundred thousand for it, right? That's not an even exchange. It has to be an even exchange. You know, before there was money, there was the barter system, but it has everything has to stay equal. So money imbalance is a big one. And if you think about it, people work too much. Their life is out of balance. They don't have time to spend with their friends, their family. They earn a lot of money. They keep they keep hoarding it, and then they they don't have enough self worth to spend the fruits of their labor on themselves, right? Because they don't value themselves enough. So this is how one lesson starts to intertwine with the next lesson and reinforce it. Then you have communication and trust. You have to trust that there's a higher power that you created this life and that everything that's happening is happening for you, not to you. It's happening for your highest and best, even if you can't see it at the moment. Okay. You have people with addiction issues. You wrote it into your plan as a challenge. You are challenged to take that addiction and put it towards something more positive. Right. Right. So, It's all their life lessons and they chose it. A lot of people chose more difficult paths and challenging lives. I did. And I used to ask myself, why? Why me? For everything I've gone through, I should win the freaking lottery. (laughs) Well, you know what? I have. Being able to help the people that I I do, um, I won the lottery. I had a difficult life because if I hadn't gone through those challenges, I couldn't help the people that I'm helping. You got to walk a mile in their shoes, right? Know what they've been through. I've been through it so I can relate to what their issues are. But communication and trust are important. And you can't communicate with someone and get close to them if you don't trust them. And then if you don't trust them, you don't communicate, right? It's a double-edged sword. And even sex is just another form of communication. If you cannot communicate out of the bedroom, you can't communicate in the bedroom because you don't trust them. So you can't communicate. Those are big ones. Then you have unconditional love. Unconditional love is not being the martyr and saying, oh, yeah, I know. I'm going to stay here even though I'm not happy because I love you. No, that's not what unconditional love is. Unconditional love is wanting the best for someone, willing to help them get 
help them hand out, not hand up, not hand out, right? And even saying, listen, I love you. I care about you. I want the best for you, but I can't have you in my life. It's just not good for me. I'm not in that space. We're not on the same energetic frequency. It doesn't mean being the mod or sticking someone forever because you unconditionally love them. Another good example of that would be if you had a child that did something, maybe they killed somebody in a horrific, you know, fit of rage over, you know, with their neighbor or something, and they end up in prison for the rest of their life. You don't like what the child did, but you still love the child. That's unconditional love. And then patience. You know, we live in a society where everyone wants instant gratification. Nobody wants to wait for anything. We want it now. And, you know, time is something we created here. Time doesn't really exist in the universe. We created time so that we could make sense of a crazy world that we have no control over. This is why we get up the same time every day. This is why we go to bed the same time every day. We set alarm clocks, right? Because that's our way of making sense of everything. But realistically, if you send an astronaut up into the space and he's up there for like 30 years and he's 21 years old and he comes back here, you know, in 30 years, everybody else down here is 51 years old, right? How old is he going to be? Like 22, actually, because they don't age. Time is so different. Same thing on the other side. So I don't know if you knew that I, I died when I was 27. Really? Yeah. I died when I was 27 and I went to heaven and I came back here by choice. Oh. And yeah, time does not exist. <laughs> Why would you want to come back to this? So I have to tell you, it was a really difficult decision to come back here because it is, it's just so amazing on the other side. There aren't even words to tell you the love, the joy, the feeling, um, and the knowledge. And then I realized that I came here for the majority of my plan for my children, whatever that entailed. And I knew I was supposed to be here for my children. And that was the reason I came back. And as soon as I made that decision, I was back in my body in an instant. In an instant. But time doesn't exist over there. It's just it's just here. <laughs> I shouldn't say it doesn't exist. It's, things are different. It's so, a different perspective. Well, you know, for instance, if um, somebody had a daughter that was five years old that passed away, that child still grows on the other side. But it's like three and a half of our years is one of their years. So in 15 years, that child will make it to be about 10 or 11 years old. And that's how they'll show themselves to me. Because they continue, they continue to grow on the other side. Not that they don't, not they don't have to. I mean, they could show themselves any way they like. And most people, when they pass, come through to me, either the way they look prior to passing or the way they thought they looked the best in this lifetime. So my mom comes through to me at the age of about 19 or 20. And a lot of people will come through to me much, much younger, younger than when the people even knew them. So they have to morph back over so I can describe what they look like and what they're at, you know, what they acted like so that they can recognize who the person is. Um, yeah, because they can be anything they want on the other side. I th- I don't know why they show me that they age. I don't know. Quick question for you, because I... I had spoke to someone who's a psychic medium and uh, I had a loved one that 
passed away. They took their own life. And I was like, I've always been taught that if you do that, you're you're going to hell no matter what. Everybody loves to say that. Oh, yeah. you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Everybody's going to hell. <laughs> right. But it was also my understanding that he had changed his mind, but had already done what he did and and then ended up passing away from it. But I, I worry about that. Okay, so what I have found is this. The first person that I actually channeled through accidentally was a dear friend of mine from high school. He was like a brother to me. Mm -hmm. And he had taken his own life. Mm -hmm. And he was very sad, very remorseful, crying, knew how much he hurt everybody. And this is already 20-something years later, twenty over 20 years later, 25 years later, Okay. And I wasn't trained enough back then to um, shake it off. So I walked around for three days crying and, you know, depressed. So the most difficult people for me to bring through are people that think you're angry with them or people that have taken their own life because they know that they've let you down. Okay. And they're ashamed, basically. So... It's the only unacceptable out from your life plan. You don't, you can never put that into your life plan. That's not acceptable. So when that happens, all the angels have to scramble to fix everybody else's plans that you were supposed to interact with when you were here. It's a big no-no. So that being said, um, you don't go to hell. The only people that I've found that go to hell are ones that take someone else's life and have no remorse for it. Okay. If you're a murderer, you have no, you can even, I mean, God's a, like they say, he's a, a forgiving God. You can even make amends prior to your passing. And if you do that, you still won't go to hell. But if you, if you kill someone, if you take a life and you do not have remorse, you will go to hell. And I've never been able to bring anybody through that. That was the situation. I have to believe that's where they were. And I don't work with dark spirits. Okay. Right. Um, but the ones that have taken their own life, I've only come across one person that did not have remorse for it and they cannot come back and reincarnate until they have figured out what the problem was. What was it that you couldn't handle? Why did it happen? Um, uh, because the, obviously they don't want that happening. It's not an acceptable out. You're here for a reason. You're supposed to learn things, teach things, enjoy life. You know, you have a plan. Um, there, I had a situation where I brought a man through that was unaware that he had taken his own life. When I asked him what happened, he originally told me he got hit by lightning. So what happened was um, he was he had been uh, under medication for something mm-hmm. and started drinking. And he was, and I find that with a lot of people. Um, and then because he was so kind of out of it, he hung himself and didn't even realize he was doing it. So when he got to the other side, he still didn't realize he had done it and caused it himself. He went into the light. He wasn't here, but still didn't have the knowledge until his fiance came and wanted to talk to him and bring him through. And when she told me what he did and he was standing right next to me and heard it, he started bawling his eyes out because he had no idea on the other side that he had done that. Mm. So they're still the same on the other side as they are here. That doesn't change. 
But when that happens, especially if there were no drugs or alcohol involved, um, they do have to get a lot of counseling on the other side before they can reincarnate and come back again. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. And when you reincarnate, you continue to do that until you've accomplished whatever you're supposed to no. accomplish? Or? So for the most part, we don't live here. <laughs> um, this is our suit. You know, our souls are inside. For the most part, we don't live here. We live in the universe. We live in on that other dimension. Mm-hmm. And when we want a little vacation or we want to um, help some people uh, learn some things, that's when we make our plan and we come back for a little while. Because even if you're here for 100 years, it's a blink of an eye for the eternity that you're on the other side, right? Right. And it can get kind of boring not having a body. You can't eat, you can't smell, you can't enjoy certain things, you can't have sex, right? Some people forget, you know, they, they've come here for many reasons, but one of them is a vacation to play a little bit. You know, as kids, it's wonderful. We trust everybody. We play. We have fun. We don't hurt each other. We love each other. And then the plan kicks in. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) You know, so literally we're like actors in a play while we're here. And you have to understand that. And nothing is permanent. Nothing is, you know, you have to be able to look at your life from a higher perspective and understand you're actually here for a reason. Nothing's random. Absolutely nothing. Guy cuts you off in a traffic. It's not random. It happened for a reason. Everything does. And the universe wants you to think you have choices, but you really don't. You know, it's like the door, you know, they'll offer you door number one, two, and three. There's your choices. You take door one, you go through it, you get married, you have a couple kids, you get divorced. Where are you? You were in front of door one, two, and three again, right? (laughs) Most people are creatures of habit. They take door one again. They didn't learn their lesson. They get married, they have kids. Guess what? They get divorced. They're in front of door one, two, and three again. Well, (laughs) if they learned the lesson, maybe it's unconditional love. Maybe it's self-worth, right? Communication, something. They learn that lesson. They're not taking door one again. They're going to take door two or three. Now, nothing says you're not going to get married and have kids behind door two and door three, but you're not going to get divorced at that point either. You'll be learning the next lesson that you need to learn. Why is it so hard for us to believe that we have worth? Because we live our lives in fear. So we all have a brain in our head. Your brain creates fear and we make our decisions from fear. That's why we're not in touch with our souls. If we were in touch with our souls, it wouldn't be a problem. We would understand that we are valuable. I mean, I grew up in a family where, believe me, I had zero self-worth. My father was a misogynist. He was born before the Depression and he point blank tell you that your value as a woman is for nothing more than have sex and babies that's it that's pretty sad (laughs) that's pretty sad 
but it gave me, you know, the chutzpah to make something of myself. Unfortunately, I was so out of balance. I mean, I worked, I had five companies at one time. I was working 70, 80 hours a week, seven days a week. I was so out of balance. It was ridiculous. I had no life. I was ready for a nervous breakdown. Mm. So it taught me self-worth. It taught me balance. It taught me a lot of things. You know, the universe will always give you what you ask for. It will always provide. It will always make sure you have enough money for the things that you need. Not going to give you the lottery if that wasn't part of your life plan, but you'll always have what you need. Even the beggar on the street will have a meal and a warm bed if he asks for it and then goes to get it. And you help people to find that balance? So I do. And what's interesting is, for instance, if somebody has come to me and there, I've had a lot of them that were in um, abusive situations, abusive relationships or marriage, I will never say to them, oh, you got to leave. You shouldn't be. There. I will never, ever say that to anyone. That's not my decision to make. Right. And they can't make that decision either until they're in touch with their soul. Once they're in touch with their soul, they'll know where they're supposed to be. And I have to say, probably 50% of those abusive situations, once they got in touch with their soul and they changed and they were able to see it from a higher perspective, you know, people that have been in abusive relationships, a couple things. First of all, they probably come from a background of dysfunction. So that's their norm. And secondly, they keep trying to change the other person. You can't change another person. They change because they have to or they want to. Okay. Right, right. But when you change, they have no choice. They have to change because for every action, there's a reaction. So you can tell somebody all day long, stop throwing your clothes on the floor and stop leaving your food out. They're not going to do a damn thing. But when you change what you're doing and how you're going about things, they will automatically start to change. So about 50% of those people that had been in abusive relationships, their soul told them they were not supposed to leave. That's where they were supposed to be. And they made wonderful efforts of being conscious about the changes that they were making. And they were able to turn the relationship around 360 degrees. So it was no longer an abusive situation and they were very happy. So you have to listen to your soul. That's your plan. Sure. Now, if someone wants to get a hold of you or just to see what you're all about, do you have a website? I do. It's June Edward, no S.com. Uh, they can buy my books. There's links to all my books on there. The one that is on the screen right now, All's Fair and Love and Karma, will be out in about 10 days. Uh, the other books are available. They can schedule appointments with me. I do work online. I have clients that are all over the country and it's energy. So people are always afraid. Oh, if I'm not there, it won't work. It works. It's energy. <laughs> it's incredible how y'all do that. Well, it's just energy. You know, it, it's, it's your soul is pure energy. So, you know, like if I'm, if I'm going to remote view some house, I'm not looking through my eyes. I'm looking through my soul. My soul goes there. It's, it's what happens when you go to sleep at night. Your soul goes into that, that dream state, that fourth dimension. But your soul is not confined in this body. Your soul is way too big for this body. So you have some of it in your body. You have some of it over your head, which people call an aura that, that some people can see. That's the part of your soul that's right over your body. And the rest of it is in the fifth dimension. And that orchestrates the timing of everything that happens in your life. Do you see auras? I see everything. 
Oh. I actually saw my mom's soul leave her body when she died. Oh, wow. It was beautiful. That that had to have been awesome. It was beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. It, do you do social media? I do. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Truth. I'm on X. I'm on all of them. Um, I'm probably on Facebook more than anything because it's just easier. I will put all the links in the description to make it easy for folks to find you. But June, this has been awesome. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I love talking about what I do because I love what I do. And when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. <laughs> well, you can see it in your face. Again, thank you. Again, thank you. And I want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, well, I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button for my regulars. You guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. And until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network.